0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Youth Critic Podcast on the Youth Critic Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Youth Critic Podcast. I'm your host, Kale Smith. Joining me this week is David Weiser from Film Assessment. Hey. David, um, so what movie are we talking about this week on the Youth Critic?
1: Hmm. It's one of those, those uh, miss, mythical director's cuts that you have to see to believe you've heard about for years. The butthole cut of the butthole cut of cats,
0: you know. Oh yeah, 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 yes. Release the butthole cut is what it's called. <laughs> um. So, are we talking about cats again?
1: No, no. Okay. We're we're talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League. Mm-hmm.
0: yes 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 um so to give context david before we get into our full review and we will do a non-spoiler and a spoiler review as we always do on the show but to give context david um i think we should at least address our opinions on the theatrical cut and so david have you seen the theatrical cut and have you seen it recently If you haven't haven't
1: watched it since like 2017, probably November, 2017. Um, I remember at the time of release, I did find it mildly enjoyable overall. Like it was obviously not like the greatest or anything, but I thought it was like fine. And then like in retrospect, I'm like, that's pretty bad.
0: (laughs) So, um, of course, there is an episode on the theatrical cut, uh, or what I thought of the theatrical cut at the time of The Youth Critic. Um, I will post a link in the description below, of course. But, um, but yeah, so my opinion on the theatrical cut, and I haven't rewatched it, I don't think since it came out on Blu-ray. Because um, I tried to give it one more shot and I still... I, I don't think of it as a movie I really don't like it's such my opinion on Warner Brothers Justice League is and it is Warner Brothers Justice League I think it's important to mention that yeah it's being toted it at taught it as Justice League or the weeding cut or whatever but if you want but to be brutally honest of what we know of the situation it's a mishmash of Whedon and Snyder that's also an anonymous cut so with that said Warner Brothers release of the movie I don't love it because and I don't think it's a good movie not only because it's anonymous but it's going out of its way to be as inoffensive and as tame and as a straightforward to the point where the movie feels like a clip like the movie clips.com version of just of the actual Justice League movie so for me it's frustrating to watch it you know and just be like oh well the action's okay and you know it's still watchable but or the comedy works but I never felt like I was watching a full movie every the two times I've seen the film. Mm-hmm. Um, so going into this, I don't... And going to this, you know, I, I've i always been mixed on the hashtag itself. I don't know how you stood on it. Um, but I always felt like, you know... People, I felt like Snyder should always have ge- been given another shot or at least given the time to let the movie finish or because in honestly, I'm more my opinion is I'd rather see I think the example I use is I'd rather see a really bad movie like Ro- Robert Schwentzke's Insurgent where it's it is a Robert Schwentzke movie but it's bad but it still has like an identity of its own Versus something that is journeyman and paid by the numbers in the sense of like Thor, the dark world or yeah. Um, I don't have, so I was in support of it, but I was not trying to be toxic about it. How, how did you feel about the whole movement?
1: I kind of feel similarly to you. I think it was important that Snyder got his version of the movie out there and his voice heard and um, like, just considering how bad of an experience he's had with the studio in general, they kind of chopped up BVS and released it theatrically. And then he finally got his ultimate edition when it came out on Blu-ray and a lot of people kind of, that helped kind of people, a lot of people reappraise the movie and uh, myself included. And I think Justice League felt it's very drastically different situation but more or less the same ideal of uh kind of reclaiming his ownership of the film and Mm -hmm. so i think in that retrospect I, i have supported it there were some people that i think took it way too far and um but i know some people that were supporting it for the same reasons that i kind of did at least, I, I don't think I ever tweeted anything with the hashtag ever, but I, I liked the idea of it, in a, like the, the, gen, the pure idea of it, not what it evolved into necessarily. And I know there are people that I follow that had the same mindset that weren't trying to like basically harass the studio or whatever. And then now it's kind of evolved into restoring the Snyderverse, which I also support as well in a sense of like if DC is going to, if Warner Brothers and DC are going to go for this multiverse angle, I don't see what the harm is in con- letting him continue or like letting all, all those spinoffs. Although I don't know that all the actors are necessarily interested in coming back, notably like Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill. Well, I think Henry Cavill wants to come back. It's just like this weird situation where he's got so much going on and scheduling conflicts and Warner Brothers like has still has yet to really make a true Man of Steel sequel. And so it's this weird situation.
0: Yeah. My it will always be a weird situation because I mean ben affleck was going to write, you know co-write and direct and produce and star his own batman movie um but of course as we know now i mean he left because i mean it was just happening. everything that you could possibly throw at a person in their life was just happening at them at the same time yeah. like so it's understandable why we never got the batman movie that is teased in um in this cut which we will get we'll get to that in a little bit but the reason why we never got that is because of that particular reasons of personal issues and also i mean the fandom itself is not without itself to blame in that participation of it
1: yeah and like every time he got interviewed he was just like bombarded with questions about it. And you could tell it was wearing on him.
0: Yeah, because he was still figuring out the story. Like that's like, I know, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i sure there is a script of what Ben Affleck was going to do out there because, I mean, he showed it to people. But still, while he was, fin- I mean, literally he rushed his passion project, Live By Night, just to get people just to get you know um to batman or to even you know have time to do two justice leagues in a batman movie so i mean it was a very already you know for him it was just a very and then on top well on top of that like you know live by night doesn't even get to stand on its own because every interview is like how's the batman going how's this going
1: and it's just like, I want to talk about this movie that
0: I've made I made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want to talk about this movie, you know, the follow up to my Oscar winning picture, you know, and yeah. um, I don't remember Live by Night that well, but I mean, it wasn't, I don't think it was as bad as everyone said it was. Or it, I don't think it was
1: it, fine. <laughs>
0: yeah. It, it's not bad. It's just, it's not Argo so um so yeah going to that and then i mean henry cavill i mean he, i think he wants to do another Superman, play Superman again but it's also a matter of does Wonder well now Ball he's there's...
1: like doing the witcher yeah like supposedly coming back for a man for uncle sequel and he's like you know he's got all these balls in the air and i like, don't think that having... will happen
0: now because of Another actor involved in that movie. Oh no,
1: no, no! I know, but apparently, I didn't. I haven't read the article yet, but this this like came out yesterday.
0: Oh, supposedly,
1: okay. Army Hammer is going to be written out or whatever recast or something. I, I didn't really look too deep into it. I just saw that they're pursuing to get um, Henry Cavill back.
0: Oh, okay, that that is interesting because that's basically the basis of that whole movie and adaptation. So. That's interesting. Um, But yeah, I don't... Cavill's juggling projects and then um, Snyder is very much openly said and rightfully so. um, He doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to go back to comic book movies and he's got his own... He's more
1: recently said he's open to it though. He's he's kind of made contradictory statements the past few months.
0: I think initially when he started this um what i'm calling the re redux version of this um when he started this he was kind of like yeah i'm just gonna finish this and put it out there and then i'm gonna just go back to finishing army of the dead and uh and then just kind of ride that train you know in the netflix train as far as i can um and then we'll see where that goes but I think because of the positive response and because people have reacted so strongly to Snyder's decisions here, as, you know, I don't want to say bizarre, but unconventional as they were, are, people have reacted strongly to them, that it means something to him that's like, oh, well, maybe, you know, there is a place for this. Maybe there is more room here because i mean there's clearly more stories to tell um in his universe but uh we'll see if it happens um but yeah going into this i mean there was a lot of raw emotions lots of energy i mean just how everything fell apart in justice league is its own story on its own which I don't, which I don't, I don't want to cover too much. I don't want to, you know, um, my sympathies were a lot, so, you know, my sympathies are with the Snyders as they, you know, go through, as they, you know, went through a horrible tragedy. Um, But I don't want to cover it because so many people have made it the story and, to a certain extent and some of it even in their reviews to try and compare um some people have tried (laughs) to you know compare like make comparisons to Snyder's personal life to this in their reviews to try and justify like their own reviews and I think that's kind of gross so I'm gonna try and I think you and I should try at least to um stay out of that for as much as possible
1: the personal tragedy aspect
0: yes okay um but yeah so but yeah there was a lot going on and i'm glad they were able to finish this and i'm glad they were able to do this so and yeah i wanted something better than the original like yeah that's like saying i want a better rise of skywalker you know um but yeah, but you don't see the you know, but there's no re- release the Abrams cut because that is that is the Abrams cut. That's the only cut. Um, but I will take the release the black cut for Predator. That will be I will take that one please. Um, so with that um, non-spoilers David, what did you think of Snyder's Justice League?
1: To, i i honestly went into it well i got more excited for it as they got closer because honestly when they first announced it, i was like oh okay it's cool that he's getting his vision out there but otherwise i kind of just don't care at this point because it's been so long and i'm just kind of like eh, what it seems like they're moving on from the snyder stuff so at the time I was like uh i don't really know that i'm that enthused for it but i'll watch it and uh, color me surprised um i really really liked it a lot <laughs> and i re-watched both man of steel and bbs before which i was kind of mixed i've been kind of mixed on but i'm leaning more positive on both now um and i i really like this this is the justice league movie we deserved <laughs> In 2017, though, I can totally understand if we would have not gotten a four hour yeah. Justice League around. Um, so uh, if we get to the four hours of it all, I think that is a really lengthy runtime. I, I don't know how much how often I'll like sit down and watch the whole thing in one sitting again, just because it's kind of long. but. I think the runtime's justified. It fleshes out the story uh, and the characters a lot. Like, this this cyborg's, like, central to the entire thing. And it's, like, criminal in hindsight, seeing what happened to the theatrical cut to his character. Like, he, like, is kind of, like, totally neutered. And then um, I think Flash benefited here. Wonder Woman benefited in the sense of how Joss Whedon framed the camera around her. Um, and, um, even Ben Affleck's Batman, who was, like, has always been something I loved about BBS. I felt like he was kind of redeemed here. I feel like in Justice League, it felt like he was kind of sleepwalking through the role. And I felt like this was definitely a more fulfilling continuation of that character. Um... Henry Cavill, we don't have the creepy CG mustache removal. You don't face. have an
0: Instagram face.
1: Yeah, or, that's know. gone. Thank goodness. Uh, pretty much, this version cuts out everything that was cringeworthy about the, the Ashbowl cut, just about. And then, like, Steppenwolf Wolf is like beefed up to the max. Like, his and his design is much better. His he actually is a character with motivations, and he is actually threatening. And Uh, adding dark side definitely helps to that uh, in that respect Um, so yeah this is a far superior version of the movie and I will probably only watch this from now on but I don't know that I will watch it in one sitting every time
0: absolutely so my feeling is um, so I started watching this movie Thursday night at like nine o'clock at night and didn't finish till about 1 a.m um and <clears throat> so in my experience so i i'm i just started rewatching it today again just so i would have a better perspective um not in the um uh, black and white version because i didn't know about it till just recently or just a couple hours ago um but so anyway um my opinion on it is this was a really good, like, I never was bored, I never was taken out, I never was like, oh my god, I I can't even, what has happened, this, I was never, during this four-hour runtime, I was never bored, and I was never just, like, on the, I was never, like, I'm gonna stop this, or, you know, at this no, I was very engaged the whole way through, and on top of that, you know, seeing it in 4K. I generally don't like the look of Snyder's movies because they all look so digital and, you know, CG overrun, and you know, it, you know, it just feels like a. It sometimes feels like a movie made in post, but here it looks fantastic, even with the four x three. Um, or the 1.33.1 like it still looks fabian wagner's cinematography in 4k looks amazing Um, and it looks and even at times i mean there's stuff that feels like it's framed like a panel it feels like it's it feels like the most comic book movie out of all the, other, it feels like Snyder finally just gave in and said, I'm making a comic book movie. <laughs> um, which all of his, which, you know, Man of Steel and BBS have all that kind of widescreen, you know, kind of almost like a docu-political drama look to it. Um, born as kind of, uh, in a way. Um, but here he invests full heart, wholeheartedly in comic book, you know, in the in comic book goodness and on top of that he lets shots you know linger he lets you know characters breathe this is a assembly this is is an assembly cut but to say it's a but it's not an assembly cut that you that I would think of because or you and I would think of because we're both familiar with film with films that do have rough cuts. Um but yeah it's very much to me like a well polished work where the director can let his work you know go on and it still feels intense. It feels there's themes like what Warner Brothers was asking of Zack Snyder, this is it. This is what he like he brought us a humor, a movie with humor, a you know, a more comic book, you know, looking movie, a more, you know, you know, a more Hopeful movie. He gave them the movie they were asking for. The problem was they were asking a lot. And I yeah. think that's always been the problem. The laundry list of things needed for his universe uh, to compete for Marvel was always going to, from the studio, was always, you know, like this is it. You have to have a three to four hour runtime. There's no, I mean, sure, you can, there's ways I can see this being three hours, but even then, they did not even release his three-hour BVS cut. I
1: think one way, I think one way it could be condensed is definitely if all the characters had had their own movies before. I know that's very much like the Marvel formula, but like, I think if they had taken that approach, they would have taken less off of Snyder like Wes he would have less pressure and like having to introduce at the time three characters because Aquaman didn't have his movie yet now it's kind of like released after Aquaman but it takes place before he's basically introducing Aquaman, Cyborg, and Flash which he like briefly did in like an email attachment in VBS but like if he had been if he would have been been able to proceed with their characters having already been established in their own solo movies I think it could have uh, they could have chopped some some off the running time or maybe even just whittled it down to like only having to introduce one like I don't know
0: well you say that to but to me their interest I mean the here... way he
1: he pulls it off well I'm, I'm not saying he he like with the four out I'm just saying like if he were to condense it, I think one of the main ways that it could have been done, which would be involved like time travel, had to like go back and readjust their whole release strategy, whatever. But um, that would be a way to trim some of the fat.
0: I agree, I mean, but to me, I agree. But
1: this, this is good fat, this is nutritious fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, 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 this is, yeah, this is a like, uh, good fat. Um, but to me, yeah. So, what I will, but what I would say is, you know, that's fine and that's great. But, um, cause I mean, the only way they would have done it is so Jeff Nichols was originally going to do Aquaman at one point. And then Lord and Miller were supposed to do this version. Yeah, Flash. And then Cyborg was kind of always. They never, I don't know that they ever to, had anyone attached to it. I don't think they ever did either, but they were always had that was, kind of
1: lingering off in the distance.
0: Yeah, but that was always going to be I think that was always going to be planned for after Justice League. Maybe even after Justice League part two. because um, their original cause Cyborg was gonna be the last character to get his own film after the two Justice League the, the duology Justice League movies. Um, but I think, but yeah, I think he handles it very well here. I mean, there's still, it's not a perfect, like you, it's not like perfect from going from Aquaman, this to Aquaman, or, you know, well, I guess we haven't seen the flash yet. (laughs) It's not perfect. Like the visual look of Atlantan or of Atlantis is still not it's very different from James Wan's.
1: And there's the air bubbles or <laughs> the speech bubbles.
0: <laughs> yeah. Everyone's still contacting each other through air bubbles. Yeah. Um or or you can still tell that Jason Momoa is still holding his breath even though his character's supposed to uh, breathe underwater. Um yeah. We're but yeah it, it's It's not a seamless, but it's very much the character setups are there. You know, Aquaman is still very um, hung up on his mother leaving him, Um, or just it might not even have been her fault. Just the fact that he she left, he's still hung up on. Flash is still you know searching for you know justice for his father, Um, and uh, Victor or Cyborg is. Uh, Still coming to grips with his own tragedy, his own rebirth, if you will. So everyone's coming into this, you know. Everyone's being introduced very well, and they all have their own conflict that all resonates into the movie. Everyone's sort of grieving slash overcoming a trauma that you know was either that had nothing to do with them that Was outside of their own control. Um, the only person, even Wonder Woman, is still coming to grips with you know being outsider, being an outsider of the mascara Themyscira. of her own peer yeah. of her own people. Um, so she's still coming to grips with that. So in this movie. And of course, Batman's dealing with the grief of failure. Um, and then Superman doesn't really have much of a character arc, other than to f- basically
1: be come resurrect. back,
0: be resurrected. <laughs> um, but that's beside the point. And then Superman's
1: always going to kind of be a static character, in a sense.
0: As it, I think it as it should be. I mean, yeah. Superman should kind of be like Paddington, mm-hmm. like a character that just. You know granted the character should always kind of pretty either stay good or stay at a constant level. But yeah, Superman is all is meant to be, you know, the static character. If you want to be as if you want to be accurate to the comics. Um but yeah, I felt like this was in a way that tied together. And then of course the ending where they're all at the um Can we
1: talk about that? Are we we going to spoilers now?
0: I'm finishing up kind of my thing, but we'll get there. Um, But yeah, when they're all like teaming up together in the final battle, it's all the themes are coming together. All of the themes are assimilating together and coalescing. And it's fantastic how everyone gets their own Except for Aquaman and Wonder Woman because their storylines are still going to be continued on in sequels. Or actually, we've seen the resolution of Aquaman's arc in Aquaman. Um, But we still haven't seen the resolution of Wonder Woman's character here in a Wonder Woman sequel yet. So maybe that's Wonder Woman 3. We don't know. Um, But yeah. Uh, So did you have any more thoughts on non-spoilers before we get into spoilers?
1: I'm ready for spoilers.
0: Okay. Um, I'm so, so, no spoilers. Or, no. Now that we're spoiler galore, I'm very, very happy the thirsty joke is gone. Yeah. I'm so happy. Like, The scene between uh, Martha—I know we're uh, jumping—the scene between Martha and Lois is so much better here.
1: It's so much better, but then there's like this extra weird context that is added at the end of the scene when it's revealed that Martha was actually Martian Manhunter. It just leaves you scratching your head, like, why was this? Like, this would have been a perfectly great scene. Regard, like, this reveal is like feels like kind of at the. when you're watching it, it feels like this reveals like an in interest of fan service. And so like the whole movie you're waiting, like is Martian Manhunter, like gonna be involved in this at all? Then he finally comes back in the last scene. And I actually like that scene a lot, uh, but the dream before it, we'll get to that. That's a whole other <laughs> thing of itself. Um,
0: we'll save that for the end. Um, Cause it is the epilogue.
1: My, my favorite stuff was definitely the flash scene when he kind of turns back that scene is incredible and then everything with cyborg like i i've honestly never really been that compelled by cyborg in the comics or in really any of the other media. Like, yeah the titan show they always kind of make him like a goofy comedic relief but like here like this is this is incredible and ray fisher plays it so perfectly that it's like I I feel bad what's happening to him right now outside. With like, he's trying to uh, kind of seek justice, I guess, for what happened on the set of Justice League reshoots. And
0: Mm. no pun intended, by the way.
1: And he's being kind of uh, punished for it, or like, I don't know, like they're taking it out on him. Like,
0: well, he's basically sacrificing, I don't know. What his career entails because I don't think he's done anything since Justice League, movie-wise, or anything big. But yeah, it's... if
1: any if any cast or directors watch the Snyder Cut, cast Ray Fisher and everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, and maybe if you. Oh, and if you are casting him in something, maybe don't put him with a very awful director.
1: Oh yeah. um
0: You know, I mean. W- We'll get more into the weed inside of it later, but um, but regarding Fisher, he really does nail it here. Um, I mean, he is Vic- Victor Celeste, and he is cyborg. I mean, this is a star turning performance. I mean, he is the heart and soul of this movie and he carries it on his sleeve. I mean it's brilliant. It's a brilliant performance. Um, I mean, and also, I know Ezra Miller is also a problematic person too. Um, but he's also really, but he's good in this movie. Uh, he's good in this, and then Jason Momoa, I think, is doing everything he can.
1: Um,
0: oh, yeah. what? He's like, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Right. I think he's doing everything he can. Justice League it's it's Dude kind of Aquaman. yeah it, he's the Thor of this franchise if you will like like what do you and, and even the Avengers movies just recently gotten or Marvel movies have gotten better with Thor um, but even now it's like so what do we do with this guy you know what do we do with Jason Momoa, what do we do with and you're just kind of like, I mean just, he he's missing his mother and he's angry about it, but we can't do anything because the next movie is going to resolve all that. It's its was kind, that's the one thing I would say is a flaw, but you know, Momoa's doing the best he can. Um, But everyone else, Godot it's Godot, right? Gal Gadot.
1: Um, I think so. I don't know. I've heard it pronounced different ways.
0: <laughs> Gal Gadot, um, but everyone's giving a great performance here. Even uh, Kieran Hines as Steppenwolf, like, gives a really good voice performance here. Um, and that's what. But yes, my favorite moment in this movie is the flash stuff. The flash, like he, the world has exploded. The, and he's just left in the cosmos, but he's gonna reverse time to save Earth.
1: And like the way it's done visually is like just mind mind melting. Like
0: <laughs> and the score, like you mm-hmm. know, I mean, we'll get to Junkies.
1: Junkie XL. Score is such an improvement over um, what uh, <laughs> uh, Danny Elfman. Elfman did.
0: Yeah oh yeah that well to be fair to elfman he had like less than a month to do the score so um so he
1: just used his own batman theme and the john williams superman theme
0: (laughs) and i love that this brought
1: the musical continuity of everything like there was the man of steel themes were incorporated a lot there were some bvs themes i'm pretty sure were in there um the Wonder Woman theme I know for sure and then he added his own new thing with the lamentation song uh that was kind of cool
0: but yeah this the score of Flash running through time to bring back earth russia the characters um flesh and bone and all i mean just to you know it's great not just like the the visualization, but also it's probably Zack Snyder's most like climatic culmination of a theme. Like you know, better than the spear hitting the uh, Xerxes in Three Hundred, better than Warshak um, exploding in Watchmen. It's better here because the whole movie has been building up to these characters coming from grief to build their own future, and literally Flash is running to his future, running to over to his, you know, culmination of overcoming his grief, overcoming his guilt with his father, um, and now passing on that torch of, you know, carrying it on in an Olympian kind of way, passing on the torch to give to cyborg and then cyborg has his moment of catharsis of i'm not broken i'm not alone
1: which is a phenomenal scene
0: those it two is. like
1: back to back are like that that's like the best stretch like and the, the movie's great across the board but like that's like the like probably the best like 10 15 minutes in the movie and oh yeah it's incredible
0: I mean the whole scene construction of them getting the unity together cyborg you know holding the thing together you know trying to stop the unity but i will say the electrical charge it kind of
1: sucks that batman's just kind of <laughs>
0: he's just kind of there you know he's human he's the only yeah, human I know. there
1: it, i mean it, it makes sense but it's just kind of It feels very reminiscent to BBS when he's just kind of off at the sidelines shooting gas canisters at Doomsday while Superman and Wonder Woman are like beating the crap out of them.
0: Yeah. Hey, Bruce, go find the spear. (laughs) Go find, go help Lois find the spear. That's what you can do. Um, And I think that's
1: just the virtue of alien threat versus i mean he he takes down a lot of parademons but like in the yeah
0: oh yeah he i mean he's he's very
1: much the nick fury of this universe in a sense of he he's the one that brings everyone together yeah he's finance or he's bankrolling all that well nick fury didn't bankroll tony stark did but you know what i mean like he's did he
0: really though after what we've seen in falcon and winter soldier he did. He really not pay
1: them, but he, <laughs> he paid for their equipment and living quarters. I guess
0: <laughs> it, it's very complicated, as we will discuss in the Falcon and Winter Soldier podcast in May. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I he. I mean, he is useful when it's necessary. So, and he's not necessary in that moment. So, but still, like his moment of catharsis is bringing Superman back. So he's mm-hmm. kind of already climaxed as a character.
1: Yeah, and I love yeah. when he tells Alfred, Faith, Alfred, Faith, like when he's leaving. like That's like, just a great.
0: It is moment. because that again, he's hitting his client. I know he's got like, I, I know this is a separate scene, but he's hitting another climax of his character, you know, coming from the character who is dealing with absolutes, if you will, to a character that's like, look, I have to trust these people. I have to trust my intuition for once. I have to take faith in myself and my team that we can pull this off. I mean, it's just like, you know, that's a great arc for Batman. That is a, you know, as a uh, Batman fan myself, I mean, that is a great, great Batman arc to go from, you know, in BVS where he's basically a loner alcoholic to no I'm a sober person who is taking a leap of faith with a group of people to save the universe that's incredible that's great it's great stuff
1: as of right now Affleck's Batman is my favorite version of character that's it. The trailer definitely has me thinking Robert Pattinson could take that mantle, but uh, for the Batman. Um, but as of right now, I, I really love Affleck's Batman, and I, I would like to see more of Affleck's Batman and keep doing the trilogy for Robert Pattinsons. Like, I would I would like to have two bit coinciding Batmans. I think that'd be cool. And I mean, I we'll get him yeah. in the Flash, but since they're we know they're flashpointing all of this, who knows if he'll stick around. And I would love for him to. But I don't know if that's going to be the case.
0: I'll say this. It will probably never happen, but I would actually like to see his movie or even read a script like one day. I would love to see... It probably will not happen because Ben Affleck also has um, a sour relation. To put it allegedly it seems like he has a very sour relationship with Warner Brothers. um, Given that he's signed a deal to make a movie with Disney Plus, Paramount, and Sony. um, And nothing with Warner Brothers post Live by Night. So, I mean, I know The Wayback is a Warner Brothers movie, technically, but I mean, that's
1: He's acting in it. He didn't direct it. So,
0: Mm-hmm. And it, I think it was funded by other people. I think Warner Brothers just distributed it. So yeah, I think. But I mean, we'll see. I mean, it. But yeah, it's a great Batman. I still, I'm still going for Christian Bale, and then I'm keeping my, I, I'm keeping my eye on uh Pattinson because. What they're doing on Matt Reeves' Batman is stuff that I've been wanting to see uh, in live action my whole life. So I, I'm, I'm down. So let me, I, I'm keeping my vote out till next year, next March, 2022.
1: Yeah, I still love Bale. Bale's probably like a close second. Like, either Bale or Keaton would be a close second. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Bale has the best Batman movies. Like with the trilogy, like those are goaded. But
0: (laughs) as a controversial take, I do think Val Kilmer is a great Bruce Wayne. Batman is another question, but you know, I think Val Kilmer does a really good job as Bruce Wayne. Um, And he was kind of perfect for that character at the time. So, Mm -hmm. um, but yes. I love, but yeah, the ending with Flash coming through time, touching Cyborg, then Cyborg needy asking for Superman's help to pull the boxes, pull him out of grief in a, in a way of t- passing the torch even for, for further. Like it's, I mean, that one, two, three punch, and then of course the fourth punch being Wonder Woman and Aquaman working together to kill Steppenwolf. I mean, that you know five punch stroke makes this movie almost biblical in a way (laughs) because it's like it's so like the culmination of everything is just working together everything's Mm -hmm. just vibing together in that moment and then they're all there staring down dark side this epitome of um, grief and fear and you know, lack of emotion, lack of freedom in saying, we're the defenders of Earth. Come and get us. Come and challenge. It's great.
1: What are we, some kind of justice
0: league? Or are we kind of a league of justice? I prefer to be super friends. Um, yeah, Um. but other parts of the movie you know we brought up the Marsha martha manhunter scene yeah it's fine it's a great scene that's kind of weirded out weird now um but also you have to remember lois and henry lennox the character that now is martian manhunter. i mean they do
1: have a relationship it's just i feel like it, the scene was more meaningful it, it felt like it was more personal when it was martha Coming to speak to her
0: yeah it and maybe that was the point of henry doing that or was to make it more personal because he didn't doesn't want to see her continue going down to be in the land of the dead if you will so maybe that was his motivation but yeah it's gonna be it's an odd scene but I still love it. It's so much better. And then I love the flash scene where we meet Iris West. It's oh, a great it's, scene. It's so like great and detailed. Like and it's such a different kind of, and, and I know it's gonna probably be compared to like, oh, this is the you know, Quicksilver scene. This is Snyder's answer to the Quicksilver scenes in the Foxverse. Which no, I think, you know, it's just a of,
1: character beat, an introduction for Barry Allen and yeah, Iris West. Um,
0: I'm trying to think, I do love the Thimascara stuff, even though, other than the mother box being taken out, it really has nothing to do with the movie. Like. Mm-hmm. That's, like, the Themyscira and then the Atlantean stuff is kind of just... Ancillary? It's ancillary only to serve you know, the plot. It hasn't, like, none of the... Like, Aquaman does go and visit Valco, uh, or Willem Dafoe's character, but it really... I like that we
1: actually got to see him in this cut. <laughs> he wasn't even in the theatrical.
0: Uh, yeah. It's yeah it's it's kind of neat yeah even though it's one scene it, um it's and it's also kind of funny because he has that long hair and then in the next movie he has it in a ponytail mm-hmm. so it's interesting um i'm trying to think of other things to say it's do you have anything else i've been rambling so go ahead
1: um just about everything about it is better than the theatrical. I mean, I feel like we've kind of. Uh, I loved. I felt like Superman's resurrection was a lot cooler, like with the Man of Steel theme. Like, there's the picture of him and um,
0: Pa or Jonathan. Pa and,
1: well, yeah, John. I was trying to think of his first name. Uh, well, I knew it was Kevin Costner, but <laughs> Jonathan Kent. Like, and then like when Superman chooses the black suit and like you get the voiceover of his two fathers, like literally and symbolically, you know? Um, And you hear the Man of Steel theme and like he, there's that great shot of him flying up into space and like kind of like absorbing the sun before he comes in. Like, there's just so much in this movie. I mean, it's four hours of just goodness. but that said i mean it's it's not perfect but <laughs> it's a really great
0: no and it's not and nomination. yeah but what i will say about the black suit scene or the scene where he gets the black suit is it's so perfect because so much of the criticism given to man of steel is the contrasting theme the contrasting like Voices of Jarrell and uh, Jonathan, you know, the different, like Jonathan wanting, you know, his son to stay in hiding, to stay, you know, in, you know, and stay and, you know, protect himself against the world. Um, Whereas Jarrell is like, no, you are the beacon of hope. You're the, you know, you are the last son of Krypton. You are a symbol and then to bring those two together those voiceovers together to mesh them into one cohesive idea is not only you know the character reconciling both ideas in his head but it's also the character but it's also us the audience you know reconciling those two ideas as one and all culminating into a black suit which i guess is well to be fair to the black suit it is technically his Kellel's more traditional suit wear it's Snyder's come
1: out and kind of given his reasoning for why he went with the black suit um i think more it it had something to do with like black absorbs the sun better so it would make him more powerful and then it's like you were just saying it's like it's very much more traditional of his family's um costume I don't know I like
0: <laughs> which yeah and that's a better statement because to be fair Kalel does not know anything about what's going on and the significance of what's happening but I'm sure to him it's like this is more but for me I just always read it as you know the black suit is more his family the more it's more Kryptonian but that's mm-hmm. also a good read, too, that you know, or that's a good reasoning too, is that, that it absorbs the sun better, which it's, does make sense. He,
1: he gives more; it's more to it than that. That's just what I remember off the top of my head. Uh, but I don't remember there. There's more to it than that. I just don't remember exactly what the other stuff was. But mm-hmm. right, Snyder had reasoning behind why you went with the black suit beyond it looks cool. <laughs> it does look pretty cool, though.
0: It does. I think it. I've, yeah it well it does look cool but it's just i mean it just looks fantastic it's color graded perfectly it's oh, the I mean, color
1: grading isn't one thing that like improved like this is like leagues better than, <laughs> justice leagues better than the theatrical cut
0: so you know let's get into it i think the reason why the color grading and the cinematography is a lot better here is because Snyder shot this movie specifically for IMAX not with IMAX cameras mind you but specifically for IMAX so he shot it in the one by 33.1 and I'm going to try and find a video and link it here uh, to see if um, there's a better explanation than what I have for how it's designed but Essentially, the only way to kind of do it for um, TVs like the one behind me uh, or the one right beside you uh, is to do it by four by three. Because um, without it, you, the because re- if not, you would have to crop it for widescreen. And that's what Whedon did for all of his, from taking Snyder's footage to mix his footage and that's why like everything feels so like claustrophobic even like the big wide shots feel still feel like medium shots um and that's because they had to crop everything just to get the traditional one by 85 look that accommodates you know it's not the it accommodates whedon's style um and yeah, and that makes the color grading look terrible because now everything is more like, you know, more cropped in. So the pixels are more, you know, more noticeable. Yeah, so.
1: And the costumes looked cheaper because of the color grading and in the, in the Whedon version too, especially and, Superman and Batman's.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, even the CGI looks more unpolished because of that. Mm-hmm um because now the the i mean now the cgi has to you know cut compensate for the you know missing pixels um so, i think seeing
1: it would have been a treat i mean four hours it's a long time to sit in a movie theater but it would have been a nice to see this like on an IMAX screen it would have been cool
0: and i mean the the verdict is still out on that like it still could happen I mean, Snyder very much still wants it to happen. I think if it
1: does, I'll go see
0: it. Oh, of course. Um, I'm very much open. I mean, if they're already putting out the black and white version of this movie, which wasn't even an idea, which wasn't even they didn't even think they were going to do it till like in the fall. They're now putting it out there. I wouldn't be surprised when... Apparently
1: it was the first version of the movie that existed that he was showing people like behind the scenes and stuff
0: yeah on this laptop or on this this sacred laptop um but, but yeah it's but yeah i would be so for an imax for this and i've done it before i've sat through the lord of the rings return of the king extended cut all four hours of it when i saw it like two years ago So I'm totally for it. I would just have to make a whole day of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that's a long... Because four hours, it it takes up a lot of my time. Um, But yeah, so... um,
1: Do we want to talk about nightmares?
0: (laughs) I really don't. But... (laughs) We might as well, because it's part of the review. Um, you know what? You go ahead.
1: I I, I, I felt like, it, just to give context, the first time I saw BVS, I didn't understand why the nightmare scene was there. Now, having the grander context, I understand why it was included. But at the time, I thought it could have been trimmed out. To, I thought it was some fat that could have been cut out easily. Uh, Now it makes more sense why he put that in there to set up for his future vision of future Justice League sequels and understand why he's doing it here as well. However, it just feels like both times they come out of nowhere and you're just like thrust into this post-apocalyptic world and with very little context and you're just like, it's a little confusing, (laughs) but like. I guess this time I was less confused because I already kind of had a gist of what it was. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm less I'm even less of a fan of Jared Leto's Joker now than I was. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, Flash's post-apocalyptic book is cool, and Cyborg too, and then Mad Max Batman can't complain there. Um, a little weird having like Jared Leto and Amber Heard both in this scene, who are like both have like stuff out there against the, like Amber Heard has all the Johnny Depp baggage stuff, uh, that's a whole nother discussion. And then you have um, Jared Leto supposedly has allegations against him and stuff, in addition to just being a weirdo, <laughs> and then
0: Ezra Miller of it all.
1: Yeah, I mean, at least Ezra Miller. S- it's very much reduced compared to the other two. Like, it's very, I mean, it's not a good thing that happened.
0: Does he even have a line?
1: <laughs> he just, I think, I don't remember. I, okay. I only watched that scene once. I've, I have have gone back and rewatched the, the Flash and Cyborg scene we were just talking about because I like that scene so
0: much. But <laughs> so... I'm very annoyed by the nightmare stuff because this movie doesn't need it. And it's already 4 hours long and the scene is like 15-20 minutes long. And it's just like who it like the plot does not revolve around this. This is basically an extended post-credit scene. Mm-hmm. Essentially um and we already have another post-credit scene with luther in deathstroke so you know that sets up the batman movie we were we never got um so for me this scene is what's keeping me from saying this is a five out of five or a ten out of ten because everything about the scene it's not even that it's inclusion it's just the construction where it's placed it just feel even how it's written is like it feels like a it feels like a gritty student film like a very expensive student film all of a sudden like it even like how it's shot with like the extreme close-ups of like the sides of faces you know it's just like and then you know batman just you know outright just saying Bluntly, I'm just gonna. Fu- if you say anything, I'm gonna just fucking kill you. It's just like this. It's silly. Like it just plays silly. And and then you know you have Amber Heard and a British accent, which we never got to. But the British accent's kind of like out of nowhere. Um, for and it's even more out of nowhere here because she's like, "Oi, I'm going to kill this bastard who killed my." off the curry. That's my that's my impression of Amber Heard's English. I that's nothing against the English people. Um but anyway, but yeah, it's just like Amber Heard is here for reasons. Everyone's just here for reasons. Um <laughs> And then the scene just ends with like Superman getting laser eye, and we cut to the best post-credit scene, which is um, Batman and Martian Manhunter. That yeah, was then,
1: actually really yeah,
0: yeah. If they're yeah, but yeah, I'm so annoyed with these nightmare scenes because they just feel like teases to a movie that even as of this recording, we don't even know if we're ever going to get um so it just and I know Snyder was very much I'm this is my vision and I wanted to kind of give the fans what I wanted to you know what I was going to do and it's like well that's great Zach, but you know you realize the likelihood of someone giving you 200 to 250 million dollars to make this movie to make a sequel to this is so unlikely that to te- create a teaser culture that's the only reason why I think Snyder is playing the long game of like this is what I was going to do but nope it's not going to happen even though well, he's see-
1: already gotten everyone to go towards hashtag restore the Snyderverse so it was a smart move
0: it is a smart move but it's for the sake with- of
1: the movie itself yeah independently of everything else
0: and <laughs> and that's the one scene that they added for this it's like come on Snyder please just let it end you have army of De- army of the dead go be with that
1: can you imagine if just in the middle of army of dead there's like a nightmare scene and you- <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and batman uh, you know what? I wouldn't put it against Snyder, but then again, I mean that probably that's definitely not going to happen.
1: It's not going to happen. But I just thought about it just now and thought it would be funny if that happened.
0: Army of the Dead is the <laughs> is the surprise sequel to Justice League. <laughs> it's all been a viral campaign for Army of the Dead. Yeah, it's. i don't care i don't i none of these nightmare scenes work you can make each movie without them like they don't add anything for bbs you can make the argument that it heightens superman or batman's fear even more and that movie in the move in the whole theme of the movie is fear and anger overtake all rationale thinking um it heightens that fear even more but still it's just like it doesn't make sense. I'm sorry. It doesn't make s- Is Batman psychic? Like, is he has psychic abilities? Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? Like, even in BBS, I can kind of buy that maybe he got the vision just off of osmosis of Barry time traveling somehow. Yeah. Like, may I can sort of picture that. But, but this now- time,
1: that doesn't happen, so it's just like, what? <laughs>
0: yeah, it's just like, so, is Martian Manhunter time traveling now? What's happening here? Um, although, it is funny that they included a green lantern here and has no speaking lines. They're, all the lanterns in this movie are all dead or die.
1: Well, he wanted to include John Stewart with Trevanti Rhodes, but Warner Brothers was against that.
0: Which, I mean,. I guess that does mean that they'll finally do something with Green Lantern instead of just, you know, sticking with the Ryan Reynolds version as the sole adaptation. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, maybe they do have big plans after all, and they just haven't said they're still looking for the right filmmakers to do it. Um, I know Greg Berlanti was attached to doing a new version of it at some point.
1: They're doing a. Some HBO Max series. I don't know if they're doing that and a movie, but I know they're doing a series
0: at least. Mm-hmm. There was that rumor that Chris McQuarrie and Tom Cruise were going to do it. Oh, be so amazing. <laughs> yeah, that would, would be.
1: I would love to see that.
0: You know, so they I... could
1: have like they could have Tom Cruise be like an inexper- seasoned Hal Jordan, and have him pass the torch to someone to a John <laughs> Stewart
0: to Trevante Rhodes. Yeah. You know what? I, I I would be more excited for that than Mission Impossible Seven, believe it or not.
1: Okay, I don't know about that. I, I, I wouldn't go that far, but <laughs> the,
0: the and that's not a contradict that's not a you know condescending statement on that franchise, but still I, I think for me I'm just kinda like I love Chris Macquarie, but I kinda love that we till five we got different flavors. And now it's just Chris McQuarrie is going to finish the franchise or finish the Tom Cruise run. So yeah, that's where I kind of stand with that. Um, but yeah, is there any is there anything to do talk about with Justice League? Because I love, I really like this movie. I think you know, not, I, I think. Do you think it's one of Snyder's best movies?
1: Yes, I think. So I think in high uh, overall, like looking at, I think I slightly prefer BVS because I think BVS takes more risks. That's the only reasoning. Otherwise, I like this BVS and Man of Steel more or less about the same.
0: Um, yeah, for me, I mean, I still think I haven't seen Dawn of the Dead in a long, long time but uh, I really like this MBVS more. I think, MBVS has grown a lot on me because I think for me, I think the reason why BVS reached such a fever pitch is because A, we were already getting a versus movie with Marvel six weeks afterwards. And then we were all kind of in love with Marvel. And I think, the reason why I think we're becoming more open to Snyder's universe now is because for better or worse Marvel is reliably the same is reliably gonna be there and be its own thing and be you know its one thing which is as Snyder puts it an action comedy with heart. Whereas you know what Snyder was doing, to a certain extent, what David Ayer was doing, um, to a certain extent of, or to what Patty Jenkins has done, to what James Wan's has done, what Adam F. Sam, well, what everyone in the DC universe is doing something different. So to see Snyder's take on Justice League and the filmmaking be better than some of the Marvel movies or even most of the Marvel movies and to have a more fleshed out story and characters um to the point where everything coalesces you know more strongly here than most Marvel movies or most comic book movies i think is a strong sign i think it's a strong positive sign i think you know and i think we will be talking about this cut for years I think this will join the pantheon of comic book movies in time. I think people are still, you know, kind of upset with the ending, the, the extended epilogue and the four-hour runtime. But I think after a while, we'll be talking about this more and more favorably over time. This, I already, have this,
1: this already seems to have a much more positive perception across the board compared to Man of Steel and BVS. I think this is his most accessible movie.
0: It is, but it's still a Snyder Just, movie.
1: In spite, yeah, in spite of the four-hour runtime and the four-three uh, yeah. aspect ratio.
0: Yeah, and I mean, and, and again, there's not everything we forgot to mention the bank robbery scene at the beginning, but yeah, but even then, it's like that's its own thing. Um, but still, I think this is. Like after you get through, once you kind of join this movie's verisimilitude, um, which has always been kind of a rule of mine, you have to kind of jive with a, verse, a movie's verisimilitude in order to try and enjoy it, or in or accept it. Once you get on that, you know thing, you will just. I think you will enjoy the ride a lot more and enjoy the story the th- the themes and things that Snyder is bringing into this. And yeah, I think this I think it's a good movie. I think it's fantastic. I can't wait to I I know Army of the Darkness or Army of not Army of Darkness. Army of the Dead will be a, a much different movie. But it's going to be I think it's fantastic but I, I'm excited for what Snyder does next for the first time in a long time. Um, all right. So uh, do you have any more thoughts on Snyder's Justice League?
1: Not really, <laughs> that I can think of at least.
0: Yeah, um, all the so what I'll say is one more thing, restore the Snyderverse. But also, don't be toxic. I think if like I will support this movement, but I will not. um, In this show, will this show will support the movement, but we will not be doing it in a toxic way. We will not be calling um, whatever Warner Media CEO. You know, we will not be. That will not happen we're just supporting it from the sidelines and being supportive you know being supportive of the filmmakers decisions and that way forward if it happens if it doesn't happen there's so many other comic book movies and so many other things to get excited about like i said we have another batman movie in a year that's already got me hooked so i'm either way i'm happy i'm 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 good as a as a as an Avid fan. um all right so uh david do you have a blog
1: yeah it's called film assessment i just reviewed the snyder cut on it um so you can see my written thoughts maybe there was something i wrote in there that we didn't talk about i really don't remember <laughs> but uh if you want to check that out it's film assessment and my twitter handle is wiser underscore david
0: uh, yeah. All right. And next week, I think we will, depending on um, where we're at scheduling wise, we'll either do uh, the catch up episode or we'll do the Godzilla versus Kong episode. Either way, um, it'll all either way, we'll do one episode where we catch up on the Oscar movies we didn't talk about on the show or some of the movies we didn't talk about on the show before the Oscars. Like Another Round, Wolf Walkers, The Father, uh, Minari. We'll talk about those before the Oscars, um, the Oscars show. Uh, and then, of course, we'll do, you know, of course, we'll do Mortal Kombat. And I think we'll eventually do the Chaos Walking I still haven't seen Chaos Walking. I've seen Cherry, so eventually we'll do the Tom Holland double feature. Um, But yeah. All right. Uh, Thanks, everyone. We'll be back with you uh, very soon with either a catch-up episode or Godzilla vs. God. Thanks, everyone. Almost like a premonition. I think there's an attack
1: coming. My lord, this world will fall. I need warriors. I'm building an alliance to defend ourselves.
0: How do you know your team's strong enough? If you can't bring down the charging bull, then don't wave the red cape at it.
1: Here for a reason. And even if it takes you the rest of your life, find out what that reason is. They said the age of heroes would never come again. Memory. Isn't that right?
0: Batman.